soul sound check where we are making mental peace a priority. We're making mental peace a priority. How many know that mental peace is not passive? How many know peace in general is not passive? Right? We live in a chaotic world. Hey, we were just walking the other day. I was on a date day with my wife because it's blunt, it's Kirby. They took the kids for the weekend. Come on, somebody. Let's praise his name for his goodness. Say, if you don't have a good church community around you, get you one because you get a good date weekend, okay? So we're walking about, and, and man, we come up to the crosswalk, and there's this person. It's, it's got to be 10 o'clock in the morning. We just got our little workout on, and now we're heading to the, the coffee shop to get a coffee. And I mean, someone is just screaming at the top of their lungs at this person who didn't see that it was green. Um, and I'm just, I'm sitting there like, our world is chaotic everybody's on edge. It's like people are ticking time bomb waiting for you to say the wrong thing. And so what I, what I believe is this. I believe that God has called us to be a light in the darkness. Everybody believe that? God didn't call us to be a church that hides under a bowl, right? Or hides in a church. Like, oh, we got a nice building. Let's all hide in here and sing Kumbaya to the Lord. And then we'll just hope that the world gets better. How many know we're called to be a light into all the dark places, right? And that's why the Lord fills us up. That's why we call on the name of Jesus. We lift him up and he elevates us to that place of power and authority. So what I believe is that we need to walk in mental peace. We need to walk in a space where we are sound in our thinking. Self-controlled in our thoughts. Obedient to what Christ wants to do in our lives. But how many know it is, if you don't do a sound check, our souls can get way out of whack. All the things are calling for our attention. All the things want us. And so we need to really turn up the volume of what God wants to do. And, and sometimes the greatest thing we can do is think on purpose. Quiet the noise and turn up the peace. How many want to turn up the peace in your life? So we talked last week and we jumped into the power of, of God's word and really aligning. We still have the mirror over here. Just all the negativity coming at us, and sometimes that can define a filter of how we see ourselves, and then it, it, it turns into how we treat others. Because how many know the mirror which you look in becomes the reflection of what you put on others? So a lot of times the hurt that we feel can sometimes become the hurt that we cause. Sometimes the baggage that we carry now becomes the weight that we put on every relationship we come into. And we don't mean to, but if we're not careful, we can, we can step outside of what the Lord really called us as Christ followers to be. Those in perfect peace with a sound mind. So this week, I want to talk about mind agreements. And I want to just entitle the, the thing, if you're, if you're taking notes, I encourage you to because God's a God of the individual. So he's going to talk to you different than what I'm saying. It's so good. You'll hear something and all of a sudden he'll just spark something. So write it down. But if you just want to title today, don't empower the lie. Don't empower the lie. I want to talk about mind agreements. Agreements. There are things that we go through life and maybe even subconsciously agree with. And it becomes a part of our sub-thoughts the way that we think about ourselves, the way we think about the environment, 
way we think about our jobs, the way we think about what a husband should do, what a wife should do, the way we think about child raising, the way we think about traditions. I mean, think about your life. You have all these different sub-thoughts that all through your life have been marked to where now this is how you think. So it's you. And you've, you've come, whether you know it or not, you've come into agreement with these thoughts. Or this is the way it should be. How many people get married and you realize your normals are not your spouse's normals? <laughs> you realize there are a lot of differences as we grow. And so when you come together in union, now you're realizing, oh, your normals are not my normals. And now we got a whole home where we have to make our own normals. So you got mom and dad's normals. You got what, what was uh, normal in your house and how you, your parents fought. I mean, it's all the, the little things, right? All the things that we watch all growing up to where now we are in agreement with. That's what we do. I want to talk about today about how we can transform and actually choose what we align with, what we agree with. And there's so much power in this. I'm telling you, this will set you free in order to walk in the power of what Christ has in store for your life. I want to look at John chapter 8. If you turn with me in your Bibles, if, you're, if you've got the Glow Bible, you know, light it up. John chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 31. And I want to set some context for today. Mind agreements. So John chapter 8, verse 31. Come on, somebody say, I'm there. Okay, good. You guys are good. You're like, no, I'm not. Just, I'm just repeating you. John chapter 8, verse 31 says this. To the Jews who had believed him. Everybody say, believed him. Believed him. That's the first step. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold, everybody say hold. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Verse 32. Then you will know. Everybody say no. This is K-N-O-W. Know the truth. When, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. All right, I want to go back. We have to, to look at this scripture, really break it down. There's a lot going on here. But number one, I want to look at the word believed. Because he was talking to those who believed. And what we have to realize is in our life, God is always trying to get our attention, always trying to speak to us. And the reason is because we're sons and daughters. When you say yes to Jesus, when you, if it's in a church or by yourself at home, and you say, Lord, or Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. Forgive me of my past. Uh, the Bible calls you a new creation. You walk into a new life with him. And then from then on, God is trying to get your attention, speak to you. In fact, Jesus told his disciples, he was with his disciples physically for three years, right? In public ministry. And they walked everywhere together. They talked together. They had questions and he answered with questions. You know, you, you watch their dynamic and it's very funny because Jesus always answered with questions because he loved the process. He knows that if we don't process it, we don't get it, right? It doesn't become anything of substance in our life. And so when Jesus went, he said, I'm sending you a helper. The Holy Spirit's going to empower you and help you. The Holy Spirit's going to walk alongside you and remind you what I said. And so when Jesus speaks, 
He speaks to those who first believe. That's the first step. Believe in who he is. Believe in what he did. Believe in the power of who he is. And so it says, to the Jews who had believed. Now, I'm sure there are a ton of people who didn't believe, who still heard him, but, but didn't believe. Jesus said this, if you hold. Now, another definition or a translation actually says remain. And I want to look at this word because this is so important to the context of what we're talking about today, an agreement and alignment. The, the word hold and remain comes from the Greek uh, minit. And that verb mino literally means to continue, abide, and remain. Okay? That word he's saying is when you hold to my teaching. It literally means to continue in my teaching, to remain in my teaching, and to abide in my teaching. Now the word abide, now if you look at that word, whoo, it's like making a dwelling place in the midst of. So when the Lord says, abide in me as I abide, he's saying, dwell in this. Dwell in this. In other words, he's saying, align yourself with the truth. And then he breaks it down. And he says, once you do this part, then you will know the truth. Now, now notice the difference. The difference is going from believing to hearing to knowing. And the only thing in the middle is remaining. Believing. I believe you, God. I believe you are the son of God, Jesus. I believe you in your power. And then you go into hearing his voice. When we align ourselves and we, we listen, we just tune our ear in. I know when my kids are listening and when they're not. Because they either change, they perk up, or they keep going on with life. I know as a father when my words are sinking in. And the Heavenly Father knows when he's got your attention. When you've tuned your ear to him and say, all right, what are you speaking? And then it goes from believing to hearing to remaining in the word. And then that truth that you remain in sets you free. All right, you ready to dive in? Okay, one in the back. Awesome. Rest of you, I guess you're along for the ride. Here we go. <laughs> truth by nature is a transforming power of God to install freedom in the life of those who embrace it. Okay, let, let me break that down again. Truth, okay, is the, in, in its nature is a transforming power that gives freedom to all who embrace it. This is the power of what we have in the word of God is when we embrace his word, when we embrace what he spoke, when we remain in it, the Bible says that that truth that we remain in, that truth that we align with, that truth that we agree with, all of a sudden becomes freedom for our feet. We start dancing. We start walking. We start taking steps we couldn't take before. Oh, my legs hurt. I'm sorry. We did leg day this week. It was way too hard. Uh, you know those Heismans like, the, like that? I'm terrible. I, I'm like white and nerdy. You know, like the Weird Al, Weird Al song? I get white and nerdy when I do the Heismans because it's just like, I just look, I, I don't look like I know what I'm doing, you know? But I think about that in step with the word of God is remaining in the truth. 
And there are a lot of things that try to pull you outside of the truth. Whether it's, they, they say that a lot of um, adolescents that, that are raised in the church, the percentage of those that go to college and are fall away from the faith is astronomical. Those that maybe grew up in the church and raised in kids' church, raised in youth group, and then when they hit the college world, and I don't, I've been trying to figure this out for years. We were in youth ministry, and we saw it. We'd have kids for four years, and they'd be on fire for God, relationship with Jesus. And they would go to, go to college, and all of a sudden, things would be challenged. And they'd be like, hmm, I don't know. I'm not sure. And, and there's so much power in what we align with and agree with because it becomes freedom for our lives in the midst of chaos, in the midst of challenge. How many have been challenged in your life? How many's faith has been challenged? I know mine has. And, and a lot of times when I hear his word, when he speaks to me and I remain in it, even in that remaining, it's hard. Because all of a sudden you hit challenges that try to discourage, try to get you off track, and you gotta stay in alignment with what God has. And you know that the, the Bible says that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. You heard that? That's his only job. His job, and we have to take it back to the beginning. When, when the enemy was the praise and worship leader, right, in heaven, and he got prideful and wanted to do God's job, basically. He got full of himself, said, all right, I'm going to take over this, this, this little operation. And from that moment, he was cast down, and his whole job now is to take away the power that you and I have. And our power is to align with God's word. One of the greatest gifts that we've been given is the power to choose. We have the power to choose what we align with. And it directs our life. You can align with the word of God and you see the fruit, the favor, the blessing of God. Or you can align with the world that is very temporary. It might be success for a day, but everybody at the top is miserable, let me tell you. So it, it, it's the only way that the enemy can steal, kill, and destroy you is when we, when we come into agreement with the lie. So I have to ask you a question before we go any further. What are the lies that you've been in agreement with? that maybe have held you back. A lie spoken over you, maybe as a kid, or maybe you had a conversation with somebody and just, it struck you. But all of a sudden, that lie became something that you agreed with. All of a sudden, you empowered it. You say, you know what? You're right. I am not good enough. Or, you're right. I, I do look a little funny. Or, you're right. I, I don't fit in. Or, you're right. And sometimes people don't even mean it in the wrong way but especially as kids you take those things and you hold on to them it becomes a part of your adulthood and the way that you view yourself and now the way that you love your spouse and the way that you raise your kids and the way that you lead at your organization the way that you go after what God has for you Ane is facing some pretty difficult things in, in school right now and it's crazy to see your kids 
hit life face on. Uh, how many parents in the room, you know, it's like you want to protect your kids so much, you want to create this little bubble for them to live in. You know one of those bubbles that, you know, you, you sumo wrestle in or whatever? I'd just love to get one of those for my kids and just like let them stay in that, you know? Just stay in the bubble, nice and safe, nothing will hurt you. In that bubble is just all the things, Jesus, community, love, peace, you know, safety, all this stuff. But I mean, no, life isn't like that, right? How many have been through life yourself and you know life's not like that? As much as I wanted to stay in the bubble of safety, you just can't stay there. But I know he's facing this stuff and it's incredible to walk alongside of my 10-year-old who's dealing with these things, but yet I'm seeing a confidence in her that was instilled by the words spoken over her. You see, we're very intentional in our house. One of our core values is we speak life into one another. That's just it. We do not speak death. As soon as death words start coming out, you will see our house erupt. Every one of us. We're like, ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, chill, chill. Come down. I'm sure you didn't mean what you just said. Let's rephrase that. Let's, because we believe that those words literally are planting seeds of either life or death. And so we're very intentional in our home. Me and Ashley are very intentional about what we speak over the kids, right? Every night we do a devo with them and we pray over them. We ask them, how's your heart? All these things of like just opening up that conversation and really speaking life over them. When we pray, I, I, if you've ever read um, Circle Maker, they have a circle maker for kids, parents for kids. And they have scriptures that you can pray over your kids and it just walks you through how to be a parent who prophesies over their future. Can I tell you, my prayers went from, Lord, give them a great day at school and help them to feel good, to, Lord, I thank you that they're a mighty warrior for you. I thank you that they're going to change lives as they meet what you have for them to walk into. I thank you that they're going to hear your voice and speak your truth. I thank you that their hearts and their minds are guarded by your word. You better believe my prayers changed. You better believe the way that I spoke over my kids changed when I realized, oh, what I speak over them is what they become aligned with. And so I see that now because now Anae's facing all this stuff. She's coming home saying, this happened and this happened, this happened. It's like, well, what'd you do? And I said, well, you're not supposed to treat people like that. I'm like, Dang right, you're not. Because there's a confidence inside of her that was instilled by words spoken over her. I say that to say this. There needs to be words spoken over you that gives you a confidence in who you are in Christ. That wherever you go, whatever you face, you always come back to the steadfast what you aligned with. And the word that you align with either keeps you or sinks you. If you've been through enough seasons, you realize what you have aligned with in the past is going to keep you in the present. What you align with in the past is going to keep you through the storm you're about to face. Because trials come, life happens. And if you are not grounded and steadfast in God's word over your life, you will cave at the first trial. I promise you. I was raised in church. I got saved at five. I don't even remember it. I was baptized in kids' church filled with the Holy Ghost, all these things. And still, when I went to college, my, my faith was tested. Still, when I came to, to Philadelphia, my faith was tested. 30 plus years old. My faith was tested. It happens. But the only empowerment the enemy has is what you align with. So I have to ask you, what is the lie that you've been aligning with? What are the things that you've been believing that have led you 
and kept you in that space. And, and there's so many things that we can't alignment, but let me tell you, alignment, because we, we, we get so caught up in the assignment, don't we? we? Get so caught up on what are we supposed to do? And what are we, what are we here for? How many have asked that question? I'm, I'm made for a bigger purpose, right? And we say that at this church, come alive to your purpose, because I believe God has a destiny for every person. But sometimes we get so caught up in the assignment that we don't think about the alignment. We have to realize that the alignment is way more important than the assignment because the alignment empowers us for each assignment. And if you're not aligned with the right things, you can't be assigned the right things. I wish someone had some caffeine today so you could help me preach. Alignment is more important than assignment because alignment empowers you for the assignment. I say, church family, it is so important what you align with. Even when we worship, you can come to worship totally different. You can come to worship and sing for you. I've caught myself doing this a lot of times. I'm just, I'm singing because it feels good and I'm in the emotions of it. And I'm I'm like, wait, this whole thing is for you. It's not for me. But we can even align our praise to ourselves. We can even align our lives to living for us. And then your prayers are selfish, right? Because it's all about you. Lord, bless me. Lord, take care of us. Lord, keep us in safety. And your, your prayers are very like inward focused. What you realize is when you align with the word of God, when you align with what he wants to do, you all of a sudden step into truth. I want to look at Mark 16. I know I got to close here soon. Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. I believe this with all my heart, is when we align ourselves with the power of God, those things follow us. The Bible even says like this, seek first the kingdom and the things will follow. Seek first me, believe in me, align yourself with me, and then everything else comes. Don't focus on the assignment. Don't focus on everything around you. We got to focus on what God wants to do. I want to look at this real quick. A lot of us, we carry things. And when we're aligned with things, we don't realize that it becomes something that is baggage to us. A lot of us walk around with lies. And this box just represents all the lies. How many of there's a lot of lies you can believe, right? A lot of things you can take on, take a part of your life. And sometimes when we come to know the Lord and want to be a part of everything that he's spoken, right? All the all the life of of being in Jesus. And we want to pick up the truth, but what we can't do is we can't hold lies and truth at the same time. Because as long as you're holding lies, your hands are full. And let me tell you, lies become baggage. You can try to pick up truth, but, but what happens is when we come in alignment with the word of God, and that's the most powerful way to do it, is to come in line with, with what God has spoken in his word. We put down the lies and we pick up truth. Now, the only thing with this is you can only hold one thing. Some of us want to do both, okay? And that looks like a life that kind of looks like this. 
And all of a sudden, you're dragging lies and wondering why the truth is so hard to live in. Because you're trying to take care of both. And when we learn, we need to put down the lies. We can pick up truth for what it is. And inside of truth is everything we need. The Bible says that that when we come to know the Lord, when we align ourselves with what he's spoken over us, we become the righteous ones, the ones that are uh, led by him. I want to I empower you today with something simple as you go through your week, as you think about the things that you're aligning with, either truth or lies. And there are some things that you're going to have to lay down. You're going to have to lay down some doubt. You're going to have to lay down some rejection. You're going to have to lay down some abandonment. You're going to have to lay down that pain. You have to. When you lay that down, then you can begin to pick up truth. And you know what truth does? Truth starts to heal what the lies have marked. But until you pick up truth, you cannot heal from that pain, my friend. Until you pick up truth, you cannot know who you are in Christ. You just can't. Because as long as you're holding this, it's baggage to what God has called you to do. It's baggage. You got to drop the, drop the box. Come on, somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, drop the box. You got to drop the lies. Don't empower the lie. If I can tell you anything today, if you can remember anything, don't empower that lie. Because as soon as you empower that lie, you cannot pick up truth. I want to look at one more scripture before we go today. And Sean, you can come. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. And in Second Corinthians, he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought. Everybody say captive. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I want to dive deeper next week because I want to talk about how we can literally control our sub-thoughts and, and make them in alignment. You know that scripture that says, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Next week, I want to teach you some renewing. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's so powerful when you start renewing and replacing with what God has spoken. Oh, it's so freeing. But this week, I want, I want to look at this because he says, though we are in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. You know what the world does? The world says, just, just make it go away. Just turn up the music. Come on, just meditate and let it all go. Just breathe everything out. Let me tell you, an empty vessel is the most dangerous vessel. Can I warn you? Don't become empty. Please don't. An empty vessel is a very dangerous vessel. What you need to be is filled with the goodness of the Father. The Bible says that when we are in Christ, we are full of Christ. In fact, Paul said it like this, Christ in me. Ooh, you know why? Because when you're empty, all the world can affect you. Oh, if you just, I'm empty mind, empty in heart. Well then, as soon as that trial, as soon as those things come by, boom, there it goes. Anxiety, depression.
depression, all the stuff, bam, just hitting you hard. Why? Because you're empty. But when we fill ourselves, see, you can't just set down the lies and that's it. You got to pick up truth. It says we do not wage wars. The world does. The world just says, just empty yourself. Come on, just think about nothing. Just, just go. No, we do not wage war like the world does. We pick up truth and we wage war against the enemy. We take our thoughts captive. How many know thoughts are wild animals? Goodness, they can go crazy. And if you're not aligned with the word of God, if you're not picking up truth, then your thoughts are going to be woo wonky noodles. You got to grab onto the word of God. You got to align yourself with the truth. And in that, you become full of Christ, able to withstand any storm, strong in any situation. You become a rock for all around you. Your house becomes a temple for the Lord to dwell. And in that space, truth, what does he say at the end of it? We demolish arguments. Oh, you know what the word of God does? It demolishes the arguments set up against the things of God, set up against the peace and the joy that is rightfully yours. Can I tell you that that's rightfully yours to be in peace, to be in joy, to be in strength? That's rightfully yours as a child of God. And so anything that sets itself up against that joy, against that peace, against that strength, the Bible says, no, 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 wage war, hold truth. Align yourself with the word of God and fill yourself with the goodness of the Father. And therefore, in every situation, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets us up against the knowledge of God. And the last part, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I'm gonna post something this week scriptures that you can use in your life and we have scriptures to combat depression anxiety even perfectionism things that try to creep in and take over hey let me tell you my friend it's time to wage war it's time to say no not in my heart no not in my mind not in my marriage not in the way I'm raising my kids Nah, not in my business. Come on. Me and Ashley, no, no, no. Not in helm. Uh-uh. You can have every other business. Not ours. We are going to battle and wage war because we know what Christ has spoken. And so we're aligned with the truth of God. I want to pray over you because I believe that this week is going to be a powerful week for you to align with the truths of God. Come on, get that truth in your life to be full of the goodness of God in everything you do now is kissed of the Lord, is blessed of the Father, where the Bible says that it follows you. Everybody would just stand to your feet as we close. If you say today, Pastor, I want to walk in that truth. I need to lay down some lies today. Hey, this is a beautiful place to do it. For the next couple minutes, I want to do that in this space. You say, hey, I, I need to surrender some things that I've been aligned with. I've been empowering. I've been walking in it. And today I want to lay that down. If you would, just simply raise both hands up. And this is just an act of surrender. And in the presence of the good Father, you know what the Lord does? He takes those things from us. 
And we lay down the lies. We say, we can't handle this no more. We put down the box. The Lord is so gracious and so good to pick up that box and hand us truth.